0: If the Eagles managed to come out with him, I would buy the jersey the next day.
1: The Dropback, with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak, Joe Costanzo and Sam Wilson.
2: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dropback Podcast. I am your host this week, Matt, and I'm joined as ever by our three resident draft experts. We're kicking things off. And we've got Sam Lewis joining us. How's it going, Sam?
0: Going good. No more European Super League, so all ready for today.
2: So happy about that. Don't even get me started. Fuck you, Glazers. Um, we've also got the enigmatic Joe Costanzo here with us as well. I know he loves that word. How's it going, Joe? I feel
3: like it's being used a bit too much, but I, I'm also I'm pretty yeah. good.
1: Your nickname I feel like now. when
2: you host, you can call yourself whatever you want. Um, And we, we're Joe. also joined, as ever, by the wonderful Stan Wilson with his draft knowledge. How's it going, Stan?
1: It's doing it. It's going all right. Thank you, Matt. So he, we're all draft experts and Stan's got the draft knowledge.
2: Stan has got the draft knowledge and he especially does this week because we are talking DBs, gentlemen, and... Our, our one and only rangy safety himself, Stan Wilson, is going to be dropping some knowledge on us, no I, doubt. I'd about. just like
1: to point out first, I'm not rangy because of my speed, I'm rangy because I've got long arms, and that's pretty much it. Yeah,
2: for, for the listeners, Stan is a, a, a mammoth of a man with... Um, he What he thinks is an eight-foot-plus eight, eight foot plus wingspan.
1: No, I've is got a six-foot-eight uh, no, six wingspan.
2: Eight-foot six six eight Eight-foot. Potato potato, he's, he's, he's got <laughs> long arms. Um... But yes, yeah, so let, let's get into it, fellas. With a lot of intriguing prospects at the corner and safety position this 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 year, this draft. Um, a lot of interesting sort of different prospects to get into with with different sort of strengths and weaknesses. So let's kick things off at corner, and I mean, there's been debates about who the number one sort of corner in the draft is at the moment, but for me, it's this guy, and it's Pat Sertain out of Alabama. What do you guys think of this guy? I, I mean, I landed like in corner
0: three and got the wrong one, but yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Thank God wow. you introduced okay. us as
0: the
3: draft experts.
2: I, and I don't hate. One. I don't
0: hate Patrick Sertain. I just think he's got a bit of a limited ceiling. Okay, I think, right. I think he's a good. He'll probably be a nice number two receiver. I wouldn't be comfortable like lining him up one on one with a lot of space on that side of the field.
1: He's not like Horn or, Fa- Horn or Farley when you can just leave him on an island and think, yeah, but he's going to be able to cope because he can keep up with fast guys as well." Certain's cool. going to get—he's going to get, to get torched at some point. He's
0: got—he's this... got good size. He's got good length. He plays the position well. I just think there's a limit on how great a player he can be. I don't think yeah, you before... miss if you take him. Yeah. Before we start, like... with better potential.
1: Yeah. Before we start like just shitting on him too much, he does have really good route recognition. He does have great awareness in terms of like the mental side of things. I think he's got that pretty much like tied down. He's a very, very safe pick, mm. but he does have an athletic ceiling, which I think he's already met.
3: I, mm, okay, I I do think, like you guys said, I think he's probably got one of the highest, if not the highest floor, in for, for corners in this draft. Like he can, he's a complete package. He can put him in zone, put him in man, he's very flexible. He can put him wherever he wants. So I think, like starting day one, like he can go in and do it. But sure. I think his game is really jamming receivers um, sort of in the first sort of 20 yards. And some people said, like like you said, Stan, with the whole athletic ceiling thing, some people, I've heard people say, like, he's slow, but he's not really he's just
1: slow. Not he's just not fast enough to play, keep up the receiver.
2: Yeah. His speed doesn't jump off the screen, but I don't. I think I'd, I'd stop short of saying that he's a, a slow corner, right, to he, be honest.
1: He Hear me out here, like... If he, if he was this speed and a wide receiver, people would call him slow. But because he's a corner, it's okay. And I don't understand that. Personally, no. I'd like corners should be faster than receivers. He, if he no, can't keep should. up... He's right, because he you've got to be able yeah. to
0: close on them. Because the yeah. receiver knows where he's going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're at I... an
1: automatic disadvantage. And whether you can recognise the route or not, he's going to get torched in the NFL eventually. Like, he, he'll be saved, safe number two, pretty average. You'll forget he's there. I mean, I think he's got good enough... Everyone gets torched eventually, to be fair.
0: Mm-hmm. They thought Even Marlon, Marlon Humphrey, Humphrey would get burnt deep time and time again. I think mm-hmm. he's got good enough technique that he's gonna be a bad guy. I know what you're saying that he doesn't that his athleticism limits him, yeah. but it's not like it limits him from being a good level starter. Yeah. Just maybe yeah, not definitely an Honestly, elite playmaker. Just not I, I, on the
3: back one. I don't think he's actually slow, to be honest. I think from what I could see on tape, it's like whenever he's matched against sort of that twitchy fast receiver. He almost looks a bit uncomfortable and like, I can't really explain it, but it's not like he doesn't have the speed, but he kind of gets lost in transit. I don't think he does Like have the when speed. the ball's in the
2: air. To be fair, I think I think he does make up for, for what he lacks in speed. One of the things I do like about Sertain is what he lacks in speed he makes up for with good fundamentals and technique i don't think like you know. can make up for Great that I'd rather,
1: have, I'd rather have a corner who's very quick with slightly weakened fundamentals and a corner with low speed and See, really good fundamentals
2: i think this is this is where it becomes interesting conversation because it, because it becomes what you're looking for in this is just firstly, playing... firstly a first round pick and secondly yeah. a corner because for, for me if i'm picking someone in the first round i want them to be able to start straight away and especially if i'm picking a corner I want to know that I don't have to worry about them having growing pains. I can stick them out there pretty early on and they will be fine. I know I can build a defence around that. I can't build a defence around a player who I'm not sure if if they're going to make a bad mistake and give up a big touchdown. If p- I know I've got an okay corner, then I can build around that, right? I, I would yeah, kind but if of... You're
1: drafting a first-round player. Just like just talking from experience here, I've played corner and I've played safety in my career. Like I know, obviously, I'm much lower level, but... Um, yeah, I know. Believe it or not, I haven't actually made SEC level yet. But yeah, under nineteens football is a bit not quite there. Just at this point and at this point in time, the quicker corners are the ones who are better. Even if they've got weak fundamentals, you can look at them and think, "What are you doing?" But you can catch up with. They can catch up with the receiver. They can walk step for step with receivers. Like you can have the, all the fundamentals you want. At the end of the day, it comes mm. down to is your guy faster than the other guy. It I depends. Think it goes though. both
0: ways though, because at the same time we've seen guys that are elite level athletes, but they can't stack up from a technique perspective. Yeah. And they do. Mm. They get burnt in that direction.
1: I know, but corner especially, like in the NFL, I'd much rather have an athlete I can teach rather than a guy with great technique who's just completely met his athletic scene. Like Sertain, great, for, um, not not a top fifteen pick really for me. He doesn't have the. He just doesn't have the speed to be. Like a top-level NFL corner, which is what you should, which is what you're expecting him to be, if you're drafting him in the top fifteen.
0: Yeah, that that's fine. I just think it's wary to say that you can you can just make up for it with just speed. You both of them. If you if you're a technique level guy, you have to have a certain level of yeah, athleticism. Bounce, but, if you're an yeah. athletic guy, you can't just be shit technique wise because you yeah. may not get beat deep, but you're gonna get beat in the short and intermediate game all day long.
1: Yeah, you've got exactly. so you've got to remember as well these guys are college players; they aren't finished products technically. And that's why I'm much higher on guys with more speed. So, like, for example, Caleb Farley, who we're going to talk about a bit later, I have him miles above Pat Surtain because he's got like this freak athleticism, athleticism that Pat Surtain doesn't have. He's got recovery speed. So when he does get beaten and a guy th- sends him the wrong way, he can, he can recover. If that happens to Sertain in the NFL against like more complex uh, offences, better wide receivers, I don't know if he's going to be able to make, make those um, yards up again. When you're
0: saying this about Sertain... Is this just you wouldn't take him that high or you don't think he's a starting level player?
1: I think he's a starting level player, but he's not. he doesn't warrant a top pick like that because no one okay. goes into the first round thinking, oh, I want a solid number two corner in the top 15 picks. If you're dropping drafting top 15, you want the creme de la creme.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I would say one thing is that in the NFL, when, you know, Timing routes and uh, timing throws become much more important than in college, then your technique will show. And yeah. a player like Sertain is not going to bite on a lot of those timing throws um, when the ball's in the air compared to someone like Farley.
1: Farley's got better ball skills than certain does. Farley's my yeah, number one it's...
2: guy. It's just injuries. Yeah. I'm worried.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, well, I mean... Going on from that, then we've we spoken about Pat Sertina and the the high floor, low ceiling sort of aspect with him. Let's let's talk about Farley in a bit more detail then. So this is Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, absolute um,
1: stud, absolute stud, one of the my yeah. favorite corners I've ever watched in
2: college, hundred percent. So I mean, as you can tell, Stan, super high on this guy. The the, the the issues with Caleb Farley, and you mentioned it briefly there as well. Stan is the injury history. He hasn't actually played corner that long. He transitioned from. QB slash wide receiver to playing corner and then has been sort of blighted by injuries quite early on in that transition Which So I do think more
1: wide receivers should do in fact like the guys in high school don't play wide receiver if you're quick go play corner because there are so many wide receivers in college but there are hardly any good like corners when you come to the draft time there are way more like quick wide receivers go play yeah, corner wide
2: receivers don't want to tackle
0: a lot of corners don't want to tackle mate I know but that there's, there's a lack of we'll yeah, that is one of mate. that is one of Farley's weaknesses actually too his ability mm, exactly. as
1: a tackler. You're not going to not draft a f- corner in the first round because he can't tackle.
0: No, I'm just saying if we're going to yeah, pick apart certain for things that I mean you have to talk them through fully. You yeah. can't just ignore a <clears throat> weakness completely. I'm still on board as Farley. As I mean we've talked about it. The 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 fact that it's a back injury is worrisome. Mm. He's yeah. been cleared by medics apparently, so. That I know. I would probably still take him. I just mm. think that's something that may cause him to slip because you don't know like you said if you're taking someone the first 15 you want them to be elite level player for a long period of time so injuries do play a part yeah exactly
2: and i mean let's talk about what makes farley an elite prospect in your eyes as well guys let's talk about some of his strengths i mean for me and i think you mentioned it before as well stan he has got great ball skills obviously uh, a big plus from his time at wide receiver and on offense he he is great when the ball's in the air
1: yeah, he's, he's got great ball skills, and that really lends itself well to when he's playing in phase. Like, step for step, go on, enjoy.
2: I
3: would. I'd would just like to add something onto this. Like with the ball skills side of things, I uh, compared to some of these other guys on the list, I'm a bit worried that. I mean, being such like an athletic guy, it tends like from what I could see, instead of sort of understanding what route the receiver is running. And then looking to the QB to pick the ball off in the air, he tends to sort of lock down the receiver and just use that athleticism to stay on them. And then occasionally, it's not like when he's getting interceptions, it's because he's uh, you know, in like picking off on a on a break or or something like that. It's it's more just sort of stumbling into them. So when you say like great ball skills. I think there are other cornerbacks in this draft that have a lot better ball skills than Caleb Farley. To be honest,
1: I don't care if he plays man coverage by sticking like straight to them. Like if you yeah. want to, play, if you want to play, like the number one rule of being a corner is secure in man coverage. So the number one rule of man coverage: secure the route, then secure the ball.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, I totally out, agree. That,
1: that's the main thing. He doesn't get yeah. passes; don't get completed on him.
3: But I'm saying like he he has got great upside as a man cover specialist, and I can see like. He can go in the league and, and just cover guys straight out of the box. But mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't go in expecting, like I said, with the timing um and the the lack of technique compared to some of these other corners in the draft, him to come out and get a bunch of interceptions. Uh, I don't care. It depends what corners. you
0: mean by ball skills, though, doesn't it? Because there's, yeah, there's this a very version. broad term. I think you're both... Think you're talking about, about when, slightly different things. Like Joe's talked about yeah. jumping the ball, getting the pick as receivers make their break, stands more, the ball's in the air... I'm by this guy. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna break the play up. Both are yeah, beneficial. That, that's why I don't, I mean, don't not think either cool. of you are particularly wrong. I think, like, like
1: from my definition, like from what I understand, I think you're talking about like he's more like ball awareness rather than the actual ball skills themselves.
3: Yeah, well, th- to be fair, it's more just awareness of like when the- he doesn't really know from when I can see when the ball's in the air because he's literally just staring down the receiver. That's the completely time. fine. That's completely fine.
2: But to be honest, that that does strike me as well as someone who is still getting to grips and learning that, that position. Like as Stan thing. as Stan said, the, the primary objective in man coverage is to make sure that you know stay in phase with your receiver and make sure that he's not going to catch the ball, right? So if you're still getting used to that position and a, sort of acclimatizing to that assignment, it's it's fair enough that that's the first port of call.
1: It is a really really hard thing to do, like having the confidence to look behind you when in man coverage. It's this. Honestly, it's the single like one of the hardest bits about being a corner, like from my experience as well. Like if you, even if the wide receiver slowed down, you don't want to look behind you because then you can't see your wide, re- see the receiver and where he is. And it's it's really just, it's nerve wracking and it's not something you want to do. And if he's not comfortable mm-hmm. doing that yet,
3: yeah, I don't care at all. Yeah. If he, locks, and... if
1: he locks it down, the if he locks down the route, I'm happy.
3: Yeah, and to be fair, like just in locking down the, the route, he, he can he can definitely do that. Like
1: 100. And even when he yeah. even when he gets beaten like in terms of a guy sends in the wrong way, he's got recovery speed to get straight back in that play. And that's what sets him miles apart from certain
2: He does do a great job of staying in phase with the receiver, yeah. I noticed. And also, I think he offers he offers a playmaker ability in zone as well. He, he's quite good at sort of jumping passing lanes and anticipating mm-hmm. where the ball's going to be coming. Yeah, just, going, um, just, go,
1: just going back to his playing in phase as well, what is quite nice to see is the reason he's not getting picks is because of the the confidence levels and the the awareness. It's not because he's playing out of phase. Like He's already in phase. All he, all he needs to learn is the tells and literally just track your receiver back of the hand, eye over the shoulder. And it's just those little tracking skills to help him build the confidence to be able to look back and maybe go make more plays in the football.
3: Yeah, he just needs to be able to diagnose what route a receiver is yeah. going to run a bit more. Yeah. That's, I mean,
2: look—he's—he's he, still—he's still got a lot to learn. I think technique-wise, I think his his back pedal looks quite awkward at times. Um, he can be sort of quite inconsistent, especially with his his tackling technique. We saw, and I think you mentioned it earlier, slew He can be a little bit inconsistent in the run game, uh, in terms of making those tackles. But again, these are things that you'd you'd kind of sort of expect from corners coming out of the draft. And I think it's—he's yeah, it's, a prospect. Yeah, it's an issue that a lot of corners making their way into the nfl are going to come up against is that that step up especially in the run game in terms of what you need to be able to do to succeed um but it does for me come down to the injury history i think he's a, fan- a fantastically talented player and he has a, a really high ceiling i just worry a lot about that injury history personally yeah and that's the type of thing you want to be wrong about that hopefully it'll yeah. shake that off 100 percent. yep 100 well let's move on then to someone who i think we we all had in our top three um as well um and that's jc horn out of south carolina who is a fantastically physical man corner i mean when you watch him play he is the the physicality that he plays with in press as well i think is fantastic i mean what stood out for you guys
1: he's got the speed to go with it as well like his his handiness does scare me, but it's the fact he does continually lock down players, and he's he's improved so much over his college career as well. Like he's improved year on year to like his last playing season, he was just phenomenal.
3: He definitely developed that that press coverage game a yeah. lot in the, in that last season.
1: Yeah, his hand usage is great, and I think his speed is somewhat underrated as well. I didn't realize how fast he was to be honest with you.
3: Mm. Yeah. I think his like explosiveness and change of direction is, is very evident. Like when he makes a break on the ball, um, that accompanies his ball skills quite well. I think he's got amazing ball skills, possibly the best out of the the corners here. Uh, His size is like very prototypical corner size. It allows him to be physical in that press coverage. Yeah. I think he's, he's probably he's definitely my top corner in in this draft to be honest. The fact that he locked down Kyle Pitts by himself which I mean Alabama had to run a bunch of nickel and dime packages with two safety help to to cover Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you have um, to
1: so you can put one of your corners on a tight end. <laughs>
3: um and they yeah South Carolina could just stick JC Horn on him the entire game. It, it, that's what's really going to translate to the next level. He's he's probably the most pro ready corner in that sense because in the nfl you have to have a corner that's going to follow the top receiver around the entire game and i can see jc horn being that guy to be honest i'd I'd
1: agree with
0: you there i love the way just like bullies receivers it's almost
3: i'm not saying he's gonna be there yet but the way Jalen
0: ramsey just basically Mm. doesn't let you get into your route that he's Mm, gonna hit you so hard that it doesn't really matter what you're trying to do because he's not gonna get bullied out like i would be happy pulling him against a DK Metcalf Julio Jones not saying he's going to win After every rep
1: against DK 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 DK
0: but because it'll be such a great physical battle like we've already seen yeah. it with Ramsey and um, Julio in the past it's just and DK and DK actually he's yeah as well exactly
3: you know what there's a really good example of that if you watch the army game uh, and a few people it, I saw on Reddit of all things people being like oh yeah he got burnt in the army game so Seth Williams the receiver for army um burnt him on one play and then army
1: passed the football
3: (laughs) what sorry wait
1: army passed the football
2: they have to do it a couple of times otherwise the key people's basically he's
3: just just flex bone the whole time anyway uh yeah so this seth williams guy made a big play on horn for the entire rest of the game horn just completely locked him down Terrorized it, him to
1: be fair, though. The reason he probably got beaten is because he was in, had his eyes in the backfield for a run because that's what he was doing. <laughs> he like, was trying to, to keep the play of the game.
3: I'm just saying, like, it, it, when you look at that in a player, that, that tells me a lot. Like, he doesn't just it mm. lo- he doesn't drop his head when he gets burnt deep on a play, he, he's just comes back way more intense. And that's yeah. gonna, like, he's by far my, my favorite corner in yeah. defensive back in this draft. I mean, the
0: yeah. only issue is you've got the wariness that he can sometimes be a bit too over-aggressive. I think Stan's mentioned this that's in the past. True. Like, he's drawn a lot of flags in college where basically you never get called for it in pass coverage. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, a
1: true, true, yeah. I'm a Michigan fan and we got flagged a hell that's of That's because lot.
0: you literally tackle people 20 yards down the field. That's, <laughs> that, you can't take <laughs> that as Jersey guidance. <laughs> I, I, that's the only thing. I think if you're up against a receiver mm. where players are going to let him play just to watch the battle, would be fine. I think it's just maybe one little thing you've got to watch out for overall though
2: I, I absolutely love this guy though yeah i think he's a great prospect the only things that the only bugbears i have with jc horn is i think in run support he sort of gets lost a little bit in terms of you don't see him making making plays he, he sort of struggles to work towards the ball but I, I, like we said before that's something that you is quite common in, in corners coming out of the draft it's like a
0: nice thing to have if they do it rather than oh i'm gonna draft this guy because he's really yeah. good at run support
2: Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me it was mainly a bit of a surprise because obviously he plays so physical and aggressive in the press game. You sort of you want to see him translate that into the run game as well, right? It will some... happen. Exactly, yeah. it, it will develop. And the other thing is he can be a bit inconsistent with his tackling. He, he he does sort of tend to sort of yeah.
1: Well, so can Micah Parsons, and he's going in the first round. Yeah,
2: so. <laughs> he's going early. Exactly. Um... I mean, like with all these guys, uh, with a lot of these negatives and these things that they're less good at, it is subtle nuances and and little technical things they need to clear up they're all fantastic athletes they're all fantastic players yeah yeah and that's
3: what i mean like if you're if you're an nfl coach and you have an amazing prospect who like has this one problem where he he you know holds a bit too much past 5 yards all you have to do is remove that and then you've got an amazing prospect. Yeah, but if,
1: if it's a crutch for that player and they can't play without that hold, then that becomes an yeah, issue. Yeah, but
3: people said the same about like Miles Garrett and going and jumping off sides in college. And
1: Yeah, but jumping off sides is isn't, isn't isn't like a crutch in, in the way that but holding is be. for You corner. can say,
0: oh, that's why he's so fast off the mark because he's guessing a lot of the time, which is why he jumps offside He's kept the
3: speed right off the snap, but doesn't jump off side.
0: Mm. I, yeah. I get what Joe's saying. Though,
3: like yeah. as soon as that gets... It, in a training camp, that is going to get yelled. He's going to get fucking screamed at by his coaches until he stops that. And I, I have no I doubt so. that it's going to, you know.
1: That's I do hope so. Especially issues. as he's likely to be a Cardinal in the future.
2: <sighs> yeah. You can only hope, my friend. Um, hope. Right. Let, let's move on to another another corner Who who, again, sort of, Impressed a lot and stood out a lot in the press game, uh, and it's Greg Newsom from Northwestern.
1: Press game? Um, I thought he just played in a deep cover three shell the entire time. No,
2: yeah, they did some press work as well, mate. They,
3: they, the Northwestern like played way, too, played him way too much in zone. I, I don't know why they did that. Like,
1: it's just their scheme. Yeah. They just it was just cover three. Like, I find it really hard to evaluate someone when they. He's like 10 yards off the ball every single time. He's not a zone corner
3: though. Like his zone coverage Mm. is okay, but as a, I think he can be a lot better in man. It's nothing compared to, he's got like top tier man coverage skills, but he can do both pretty well, to
2: be honest. Well, that's what I was going to say is that he does have experience with both. We have seen him more recently in working in that cover three scheme, uh, as you said, Stan, but I think if you, if you rewind a bit further, some of his earlier tape, he he was doing a lot of stuff in man. And that's where I said that the press stuff comes from. Um, but I mean just looking at, at, at him as a prospect, the, the size and strength jumps off straight away when you see when you see yeah. Newsom. Oh, sorry, is that was that a question? That was a sort of <laughs> Yes, yeah, Matt, it does. To... He does have great size <laughs> and great strength. <laughs> that was to sort of lead you to then talk about it. Um
1: you, you just need Slew's validation.
2: Exactly. Um but yeah, and I mean as well, if you look at it statistically, um in his last season he allowed seven point six yards per catch. So he's 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 improved at sort of keeping, you know, even when receivers have gotten past him, his recovery to make the tackle and to limit that yardage um was quite impressive as well. Yeah. My main my main issue with Greg Newsom is he's so handsy and, and the PI penalties are an absolute killer. Yeah. It's I mean, the same it's the same thing though. It's I feel like
3: that's something that can be drilled out of you quite you know, they're very young. I don't players. know if it can
1: I think it's very different to other penalties and the fact that holding as a corner, yeah. it's if you if you don't feel like you can keep up, you sort of hold on to them. Or if your tracking ability isn't as good, you hold on to them. It's it's, it's a it's a, re, it's a result of bad coaching and being unconfident in coverage, basically, not being able to play yeah. in phase.
2: And it's that it's that panic as well. You yeah. see it with a lot of corners when they're when they know the ball's in the air but they're they're still they're not in a position to be able to look back for it that's when you see them sort of as a panic sort of reaction start getting quite grabby. Do
0: you think that's because, like, despite all his technique and, like, and that, he's not quite as athletic as maybe a
2: Farley or a Horn is, that he maybe isn't as confident that he'll be able to get there? I think that's fair. I think he doesn't have... I mean, he's he's an incredibly athletic guy, Greg Newsom, but I don't think he's athletic in the way that Horn and and Farley are in terms of having that straight speed. He's more of a physical specimen. Yeah,
1: you see that in... That does quite. That does worry me quite a lot. I don't. I'm not a fan of physical, slower corners because you're pl- a. You're going to end up playing out of phase, and b. You're going to draw a load of pi penalties because when players beat you up the sideline, you're going to get too grabby or handsy or push them or something stupid like that. That's why I, I know. think that's
0: why you fit someone like that into a cover three scheme like we've seen, like yeah, we've seen that successful. Like Richard Sherman is basically the. The poster child of not overly athletic, strong,
2: long, and will get in the well, way.
1: Yeah, he fits. He fits the absolutely perfectly.
2: Yeah, mm. and it will come down to with a lot of these players as well, and and I think possibly more so with now that we're talking about corners than maybe some other positions. Schematically, the team that they're drafted for, how well they fit that scheme, will play a massive role in in what oh, we yeah, think definitely. of them a year from now.
3: Definitely. Yeah, I I really favour Greg Newsom as as just a, a man coverage specialist, to be honest. I think he measures distance quite well. Um, and he's unlike some and people as well. in this job. Yeah. And um, like we said, with a bunch of other corners in the drop, he understands which routes receivers are running, you know. Yeah, he is... can
0: get a little bit Marcus Petersy in the way that he sort of gambles what routes they're running sometimes. Just <laughs>
3: just on occasion. And is that when he's playing zone
0: more so than when he's yeah, playing Yeah, that's man. fair. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because as a man corner, it's different. Yeah. I, but I don't yeah, really he like does have, and... he
0: does have a little tendency, not a lot, but just a couple of times that he's sort of trying to undercut something a bit early on when it's not
2: quite on. Yeah. yeah, I know what you mean for sure. Maybe that's he um,
1: was coached. It. And if, they, yeah, if you've got rangey safety in that middle third, then you can afford to do that. Like that's how that Chicago defense was so good. Like with Eddie Jackson and Carl Fuller.
2: 100%. Rip Carl I
1: Fuller. I mean, yeah.
2: Rip Carl Fuller. Uh, Greg Newsome's an interesting one for me. I think the three guys that we've spoken about before him, so certain Farley, and Horn, I think there is a real chance that we see all three of them go at some point in the first round.
1: Yeah, those three all think... first round corners, they'll go first
2: round. Exactly. With Newsom, I struggle to pin down whether he would slip into that conversation of being a first round corner. I, or wouldn't, whether... I
1: wouldn't be surprised if he
0: went late 20s. I also wouldn't be surprised if he went early second round, to be honest. He's mm. sort of... If you... If you, if you I know, take the first two rounds and put them in sort of two third blocks. He's in that second third between halfway down the first, halfway
1: up the second. No one's going to be shouting from the rooftops if he falls to the second. Let's just say that. Oof. Harsh. I mean, you might, Matt, I don't know. It's also
0: the question we haven't actually seen that much of him. Yeah. That is a very real worry, yeah. Not a worry, but I mean, it's like when you evaluate someone, you're not sure. I mean, it's not his fault, but... He just hasn't
2: played that many games. He hasn't played that exactly. many games,
0: especially with the shortened season this year.
2: Yeah,
1: there yeah. are there are quite a few. I'm I'm not too like high on Newsom. There are quite a few guys that have a head on him. I know guys that we're not going to mention like I don't know like Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes, guys like that. I would take them. Even like a yeah, Paulson Adebo from Stanford. I would take them above Newsom. Oh, like so you're Johnson. really not high on Newsom. I I'm not a massive fan. No.
2: names like they're going out of fashion.
1: No, I the thing I like about the Georgia corners, I think they're quite underrated. In fact, they're they quite raw, but they're both really, really fast and decent in man coverage, like Tyson Campbell, especially.
2: You absolutely love fast corners, don't you, Stan? I love
1: fast corners because it's what I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was going to say, it's weird because this is the first position you're like, oh, I don't care if they're how good their technique is, I want an athlete. All the other oh, yeah. ones should be no. very technique heavy.
1: That's, it's just a different position, like linebacker. I'm really high on Nick Bolton, even though he's not a massive athlete, because I think it's so much more about reading what's going on. Whereas, especially as a man corner, which is what you would ideally need to be incredibly good at, it's, it's less of like being able to read nuances. It's about you one on one with that receiver, and it's like a track meet to some extent. And I could be as technical as I wanted. Like, as far as players go, I'd say I'm quite clued up in like reading offenses and stuff like that. But when it comes to playing map one on one, because I'm slow. I'm crap at it, and like that, <laughs> I know it's completely different levels, like SEC corners and me playing brickball ball. But it doesn't make every you difference, It does make you
0: Plays man coverage all the time. Some of these yeah. guys are gonna have to have technique because they're gonna go to a zone team.
1: Mm. Yeah, I know. But even like in zone, especially as a corner, zone so match got, a lot of the time you have, now. Yeah, anyway. Exactly, you, and you've got deep thirds as well. Like eventually, you're gonna have to take those guys. If they go further than twenty yards, you're taking them deep anyway as well. So, yeah, I think corner. Is the position that I'd say I'm an
2: athlete. Fair enough. Well, let's round out our corner talk by going to Asante Samuel Jr. from Florida State. Um, I think this. I think he's a bit of an interesting prospect. I would really like him as a nickel and only a nickel in the NFL.
1: There are better nickels than Asante Samuel in him. this draft.
2: Sam, do you, you love don't... him because he you, you share a name? Absolutely,
1: that...
0: they call me Asante. Is uh, it blind hubris? That, yeah, that's,
1: that's, why, that's why I love Zach Rawson as well, because we share a surname. Yeah. No, no, it's not. I think, look, you're, he's never going to be a guy
0: that matches up one-on-one against, I mean, I mentioned it before, Julio or DK Metcalf, because he's just not physically gifted enough and there's not much you yeah. can do about it. In terms of technique and reading the game, he's so incredible, which is yeah, why I think he's he can clean. play in the slot outside maybe against a Z receiver that's not going to just reach up above him and pluck the ball out unfortunately he is capped physically but I just I really like him as a player
3: right you're saying he's capped short capped
1: physically great player reads the game really well Aaron Robinson I'm telling you you should have watched Aaron Robinson he's absolutely phenomenal <laughs> he's everything you're describing about Samuel, but he's athletic as hell and he's physical he's
0: Samuel just isn't a... unathletic he's just not huge it's like there's not much you can and do about he it he being pl- short plays... Stan, you don't understand the short person struggle Joe explain it to him
3: he plays a lot bigger than his height I'll tell you that
1: <laughs> oh no, Aaron robinson Dude, he's fucking sick
0: <laughs> yeah but and i'm sure one... i'll love him when i get to his film but unfortunately i didn't have time
1: oh do i told you last week watch Aaron robinson and you didn't
3: there was only one blemish with him really which is that clemson game where he just got absolutely targeted and they kind of made him look very small they um but other than very that... small <laughs> Well, that, that's the only way I could really describe it, to be honest. No, I, I understand like, what you mean. It's like they just point him out as, like, all right, we're going to throw it to the, the short guy. Um, the short
2: guy, exactly. But he's he's a really interesting prospect because, as, as you said, Slute, he has got fantastic technique and especially his feet. He's yeah. got his feet are so quick and he does such a good job of closing separation and blanketing receivers. I think the only sort of gripes that I came up with when I watched his film was I think some of the pi he he. I mean, we've said it a million times, but the P.I. calls, especially with him, I felt some of them were just flat out unnecessary, like a little bit sort of like a rush of blood to the head type moment. Um, And he does sort of panic a little bit when he's when he's got his back to the ball. Um, And and, and it's like we said, that moment when you're you're sort of getting into phase with the receiver, but you're not close enough to be able to start looking back for the ball when you know the ball's in the air. He, you can sort of see a panic set in with him, and he's like, "Oh, I need to grab the guy because he's running past me." Um, but but again, can, but just needs to trust himself at that point
0: rather than exactly. uh, it's Not that he's out of play. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, when you look at Santa Samuel, I think it helps that his dad had similar limitations in terms of pure size, but yeah, was able to build such a wildly successful career. I think he just understands root distributions well. You can tell when his guy does something that he knows what's coming the other side. Yeah, I just think from a mental That's perspective, a risk, I, under- yeah. I understand Stan's issues with his physicality. And to be quite honest, they may be valid depending on who he's up against. I just, especially if you can get him towards the end of the second round, I think he's amazing. Yeah.
1: Okay. End of second round. I'm completely happy with that. Did any of you guys watch um, Tyson Campbell out of Georgia?
2: Not a huge amount. Okay. But he was interesting.
1: He's a guy, He's a he's a projection as well, but he's got potential to be an absolute lockdown corner. Like, Um, If you watch the Florida game, he's able to go stride for stride with Kyle Pitts, completely match him in everything he does. He gets beaten because, obviously, Kyle Pitts has just that incredibly high catch point, the catch radius, and he's got better ball skills. But he was able to pretty much cover Kyle Pitts all day. But, yeah, it's just the range that did him. And obviously, you're not going to ask like a six foot, whatever he is, corner 5'11". 6'2". not. That's big for a corner. He's got nothing on the ring's wingspan of like Kyle Pitts, though. Or you, or me. That is true. That is very true. Good for him. I'm glad you brought that up. Actually,
2: if we're talking
3: <laughs> uh, potential sleepers, could we give a shout out to Bossman Fat? Who the fuck is
1: Kelvin that? Joseph?
3: Kelvin Joseph, What's his <laughs> name? AKA Bossman Fat. He's also he's he? also Explain. a rapper.
1: He's, he's a legendary rapper.
0: <laughs> oh, Some I'm say he might love rapping is...
1: more than football. Right? Yeah, he has a Damn, bunch. Don't of... Don't
0: do rom- that. No unacceptable <laughs> you saw one instagram story and you're now slating his character we don't do that none of that Bad what do
1: everybody. you mean he got kicked off lsu he banned from a bowl off game.
0: LSU. i could not find the story anyway did you, where did you hear this from oh sorry he got pushed in, out he got
1: pushed out was and it transferred. an instagram story he got pushed out and transferred
2: so say it's the same source that said that M- mourinho got sacked for refusing to lead training
1: right he transferred from lsu his coach at Kentucky didn't like him. He was banned from playing in the bowl game.
2: Who <laughs> Okay. Oh, sorry, he no, didn't... And I suppose and I suppose the European Super League contracts are legally binding as well, are they? Stairns? And no one went to
1: his birthday no. party. It's all
0: non
2: yeah,
3: Dash. No, okay. Boulder Dash. So yeah, there are some off the field concerns over his maturity Thank you, Joe. And stuff. Um other than that though. he's an absolute baller. When I was just looking at him, I'm only I've only just found his tape, but he is insanely athletic there's a play against i think it was mississippi state the defensive end got an interception he was in the back of the end zone outruns everyone to lead block for the defensive end i mean we we'll are be talking about technique and he has he's
2: like his fluid. under
3: yeah he's very fluid he understands the roots and he has a rare patience that like Sam's he just doesn't look he's like shit on him you're gonna, you're gonna get really annoyed, <laughs> but he doesn't look like he bites on as many double moves as a lot of these college corners that I was seeing. Don't look at me like that. Playing against
0: Ole Miss, where he bites so hard on a double move. Yeah,
3: there's always gonna be one play against it's the one same team. same But, you I'm were saying... but no, look, I am saying you're at Mississippi
0: plays, State, is not old Miss. I meant um, right. Sam. Then maybe it was a different game you watched. I apologize. I don't know. I'm not sold by him. Obviously, there are these splash plays, and the potential is there. I just see, I see him get lost in coverage at times. You say there
3: are these splash plays. the last year he played he was second in interceptions in the SEC. Those are splash Boom. plays. Yeah, but like there's a quite a few plays, quite a few splash plays to have. Not, I just not, think
0: just he's quite unpolished splash. as a, as a defender. I think he's a great developmental prospect, but if you're drafting him to come in and start right away, you may be disappointed year 1.
1: I'd take him over anyone. I
0: I like him as a 3-year prospect well, rather than the 1-year th- prospect
3: honestly i would take i would prefer him over certain if there wasn't any Ooh.
2: oh joe you're speaking I like you speak if like there him, wasn't yeah.
3: any if there wasn't any character concerns obviously with with that uh, yeah you know certain is probably gonna I feel we're on up the up, opposite but... side of this issue
0: you're arguing that he's got character concerns and is elite on the field yeah yeah you i'm not i'm not Just... willing. i don't trust his random um, who is it College football NFL scout. No, it's on Instagram. It is
3: like not just that, but like that it is just general character concerns are like have been spoken about, but it's don't not get like... kicked
1: out of playing on a bowl game if you don't, if you're completely fine.
2: Hey, emotions, man, big occasion. It
3: was a no, tough year, it was, no, it was, it was before the yeah. bowl
1: game even happened. He broke the team conduct code, so he just wasn't allowed to play.
3: Still, I really like him. I would put him as my second overall corner.
1: Second, yeah, damn. Fair enough. I like that. Over Caleb Farley.
3: Over so you're, watching so you're... like a little bit of one game. No, I was watching. A, a, a you lot. Watched he him watched ten, more than one. Game.
1: You watched him 10 minutes before the podcast. I did it on
3: one. Po- no, it wasn't 10 minutes. It was more like an hour. <laughs> he did some research at okay. on one point,
2: one point 1.5 speed. <laughs> So he looked really fast.
3: <laughs> <laughs> his athleticism is insane. The
2: one thing that jumped out out to me with his speed. Um, <laughs> I clocked him a
3: goat, running a forty yard dash, and yeah, he's at least fifty percent faster than every seconds. other in this class.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean. Slew, before we round off corner talk, any any particular corners that you want to give a little shout out to, or have we have we mentioned all your big ones? My big one would have been Asante Samuel if we he hadn't
0: hit our top five that we were talking well, about. He didn't hit our top
1: five. No, Sorry, that's what you top... pushed he did hit my... if, if you let he if, hit if you, could you actually
0: listen to what I said, the top five we were talking about, not the top five ranking, the top five you in the
1: first five. You made the top five. You rigged it so he was in it.
2: I unfortunately, he was too good. He was too good for us to not speak about, unfortunately. I mean, I would have gone with um, I mean, um, Melifonwu because I think he's yeah. fun. He's he ranging, too he's long. fast. You can't be too... How are you saying he's too long?
1: Because he's too long to play court. Like, like...
0: What is this self-hate that you're, that, you're, that you're bringing? He's the same length as Tyson
1: Campbell. They're both 6'2". No, I cool? thought Melifonwu was like 6'3", 6'4". Both 6'2".
2: Okay, both I, 6'2". I take that back then. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, anyway, before we get too controversial, let's um, yeah, let's have a look at a question that we got in from the Midge and the Keg podcast, asking whether you would take Certane or Horn, giving us given the straight opportunity to take one of those two players. What are we thinking, guys?
1: Well, I don't like getting torched deep personally, so I'm going to take JC Horn.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I... you were also past the Marlon Humphrey and now look you would missed out on an elite level receiver Bay? despite oh. that I still go JC Horn
1: you say me about I never said anything bad about
3: Humphrey that was the
0: whole thing about um, when he was coming out oh my god he gets burnt deep that's
3: what Sam and Matt ridiculed me about even though it doesn't really happen he just holds people when he gets burnt deep so it's fine, yep, that's it's fine. Good fun. <laughs> um, I would also take Corn he's my top corner there's no questions
2: asked for me
1: who would you take Matt? <laughs>
2: I would take certain because I like people that can play straight away and don't need to be babysat. But anyway, let's move Ooh. on and talk help? about. What
1: happened in Patrick Mahomes' first season, Matt?
2: Uh, it doesn't matter, mate. Uh, anyway, safeties. A lot to talk about with safeties as well. Is there... Um, there is st- there is a lot to talk about in safeties, Stan. you C- I, I like prefaces. how the safety
0: we have on the podcast hates
2: talking about safeties. This I, is
0: I hate, is I up, hate talking
1: about college safeties, guys. Is prefaces... it because it makes you feel bad? Right. <laughs> it makes me feel bad. And B, it is so hard to watch safeties and, like, watch multiple games of safety in, in, like, in college these days because of how, like, quick the plays are. It's bubble screens, quick slants, RPOs, manufactured touches, running plays, like, probably, they probably have about six plays a game when they're actually in the action, which makes it just impossible to watch. Without, I thought like, you would have loved stage.
2: that, though, because you can just watch them running really fast where they think the action is, and then you can see if they're athletes or not, and that's all you care about for DBs, right?
1: No, safety's different to corner.
2: Ah, I see. Right. Well, let's get straight into it then and talk about, um, I mean, the player who's NFL have got ranked as their top prospect at the safety position. We, I think, we'll have our own opinions on that. Um, but Travon Morig from TCU. What do we think about him, chaps?
1: Jack of all trades, master of none. Solid safety. There you go.
2: He's my number one safety.
3: See, oh, this is why cute. I
0: love this podcast. Because look at you guys—you both have completely different. Views. <laughs> to be fair, that he also maybe stands number one safety from that description. He may say that about all of them. That is
2: true. You're going to be like <laughs> super negative about all these safeties.
1: No, though. there are a few. There is a couple that I like. I did. I did have a ranking that's list good. actually. I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up.
2: Out of all the college safeties that are, that have declared for the draft, Stan likes a couple. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's unusual out like,
1: of
0: most it. years. Like, how often do you like more than two or three at a position? To be,
1: to be honest with you, I do like completely accept that I'm likely going to be completely wrong because it's just impossible to watch safeties. Like, unless you really, really know what you're looking for, which, which you, you should
0: is, as a safety. Mm-hmm. So I should be you're an true. NFL <laughs> safety
1: scout because I play safety at under under 19s Britball. Hey, I mean, you were using that excuse before to understand what those corners were doing. You said you were saying,
3: as a DB, this, as a
2: DB, that, Doesn't as someone like who sp- plays the position,
1: right? Safety is so much harder. Like corner is easier to watch than safety.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I think that's yeah, fair. That it's is... more, yeah, true. The battles and the action is more sort of isolated. Right, but I mean, I'm, me... I'm going
1: to bring up my list quickly. One second.
2: Cool. Nice. While you do that, Slu, you explain why you like why Travon Morigs your top-rated safety this year. Then
1: I like him,
0: but a lot of it is a projection for what I think he could do. I don't think TCU. Put him in the best position for his skill set. I think he's like, he's an awesome playmaker and would be much better suited to a one-high system where he could basically be a bull hawk, read the game, run to the ball. They play mm. because yeah. of the Big Twelve. It's so much spread air raid nonsense that, that Stan was talking about when you watch college football. It's a lot of tight front, like cover four quarters coverage, where they're very, right. where they're a lot more involved in the run game. Than someone like Moorick is going to necessarily be in the NFL. I don't think he's bad against the run game, but it's just not where his strength is. It's not is. his strength, yeah, And that's exactly. not what I would draft him for. So a lot of it is like, oh, look, he can match up really well when the ball's in the air. Yeah. A little bit of a proclivity for biting on double moves last year, not so much this season. He yeah. improved in that manner. But, I mean, I think like Stan said, there's the safeties aren't overly exciting this year, but he would be the best of the bunch for me.
1: Yeah, I think there's just like a conference-wide agreement in the Big Twelve just not to play defense. Like they all just it's all just it's all just <laughs> spot drop and zone. He says, "Wearing a sense.
0: Big
2: Twelve top."
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm wearing say. a beautiful Earl Campbell Texas top, which you've complimented yourself. So I'll have none of that.
2: It's a nice top. Thank you, Matt. It's a nice top. Um, yeah, I think he, I think Murray's quite interesting. I, I like I like him a lot in pass coverage and the way that he sort of dissects plays and is able to make. I think he's a good hitter in pass coverage, if that makes sense. Like, he's good at sort of knocking the ball yeah. out and not like physical. He doesn't yeah. like
1: tackling, though. Do you want a little bit He
2: takes
0: sort of like poor angles in the run game. It's weird. It's like he, he doesn't just wants like to be too it. quick to get there and doesn't understand the angle. He's angles. not. Yeah. I
1: prefer the other TCU safety because he can actually tackle.
0: Yeah, but he can't cover as well. It depends what you draw Again, it depends on what you're drafting him for. Yeah, they're completely different. Yeah, they're completely different. I want to hear Joe's
3: titbit. Joe, hit me with this. On the whole pass breakup. Thing he did lead the FBS safeties over the last two seasons for past breakups. Not just over the last two seasons.
0: Each of the last last two seasons. Each
2: of the last two seasons. Yeah, Yeah. this is what I'm saying. He's fun to watch when the ball's in the air because he will just lay a fucker out when when they try and catch it. (laughs) um But as you said, run support less impressive. Yeah, less impressive.
3: You're not not drafting him for. Be a run support safety though. He's he... he's just not that dude. You need like, to be, like to said he should be more of a. Yeah, I it's know.
0: Like, it's, it's like it's... having a
1: goalkeeper in football who can't catch.
0: No, it's not because you no, don't sign. You so... don't draft someone to play single high based on their tackling purely based on the tackling. Skill. No,
1: it's not purely based on it, but it's certainly a large factor. It's a lot larger than you are as a corner because yeah. you're the last one think... in defense. Yeah, but I th- I think the issue in his run game is comes from when he's close to the
0: line of scrimmage and has a gap that he has to protect. No, but he
1: doesn't like tackling in the open field either. He's not a very good open field tackler, which is something you need to be good at as a safety. Yeah, that
0: is a somewhat of an issue. I mean, I don't think he's that bad. I, mean, I don't think he's that bad at it. I think he's got good physicality. I think he's just a bit.
1: You can't. He's not yeah. a tackler.
2: I mean, to sum, I think like for, from my point of view, to summarize, you don't really want him anywhere near the line of scrimmage, but. As a, as Slew said at the start, as a deep high safety, as someone who can be a bull hawk and and make breaks on the ball and read the quarterback's eyes, absolutely, he's he's got real potential as that as that sort of safety for sure. I
0: think he's just got to calm down when he's tackling. It's almost yeah. like he's over aggressive and just sort of sprints and jumps at them. He <laughs> <laughs> just needs it just needs tackling technique because there's nothing about mm-hmm. his size or physicality that means he won't be able to do it and will get knocked off the ball.
1: The thing about Marig yeah. I think he's okay at most areas of his game, but. As a tackler, there are better at tackling safeties. And even as like your typical like centre field one high safety, there are guys in this draft who there's although well, there's one guy in particular who's better than him at that. Who would that be? Um Andre Sisko at Syracuse. Yeah, yes. he freelances
2: um, so much though. Yeah, but I mean, I, I was thinking while we're talking about Travon Maurick here how much Andre Cisco is just like a more batshit crazy version of Mo Rig in terms of it, 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 he would genuinely just propel himself like a fucking torpedo <laughs> yeah. at where he thinks the ball is going to go, and sometimes it's great and he gets picked, and sometimes he's nowhere near. Really, <laughs> what a getting l- low coverage right. is so often, but so many picks, it's so bizarre. The most entertaining safety in the draft, developmental think, yeah. player, right? So the
1: thing about safety is you've got to have absolutely no regard for your body. You want to just be absolutely <laughs> flying. Like right, watch Buddha Baker. I would bam, like him to have bam, some regard bam. for the football, though. Okay, <laughs> developmental player, whatever. But you've got to have absolutely no regard for your. Body. You've got to fly into tackles and just stand people up, knock them backwards, bam, 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 hit them hard. Morrig doesn't do that at all. When it comes to flying across the field, like there are guys I take over and purely because of the upside. Morrig doesn't really have any upside for me.
2: Ooh, wow! Think, oh, sh- doesn't I have I think, any. I think upside. he's the Pat That's a big I think
0: he comes he... black and white start again. <laughs> I, think I, stand. Yeah, okay.
1: I think he's the Pat certain of this class and the fact that he's pro-ready that's
0: not an insult
1: no I can't, <laughs> no, I can't, no, I can't want let him finish he's the Pat certain of this class because he's pro-ready he's ready to play but you know exactly what you're getting with him and it's not going to be like wow look he turned into a completely new player in the NFL mm. do you appreciate I, see, I, you know I,
0: mean I think yeah, like just, it's, like less, it's a solid floor, it's less, not an elite level It's less
1: irrational than you first thought I was gonna be.
2: I think
0: you're wrong, but I understand what you're saying.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think I think we have differing views of what to look for in a f- first round DB, because as we as we mentioned before, for me it's someone that can start straight away. For you it's someone with the upside. But I, can, I do take your point.
1: You know, it's not about upside, it's being able to keep up with guys.
3: Does anyone want an uh, an Andre Sisko tip bit? I would love uh, an Andre Cisco tip bit. Hit me, Joe. You do. Okay. So he's had more combined picks and pass breakups in his three-year career than games played. He's a monster, mate. He got
2: 13 interceptions. <laughs> he's an absolute danger to himself and others.
1: That's
3: why. That's a literally a
2: danger to himself and yeah. others. That, that's how I, my notes on him were, was speed with lots of exclamation marks and then also too eager, runs himself out of position, no patience and then 13 picks underlined three times. He got
0: injured because he ran into one of his own teammates
1: during a warm-up. I love him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is fun. I mean, he's funny. He he could... he, he as, I, as I said to you guys before we started recording on, our, on the group chat, I was like, if my team drafted Andre Cisco, it would be the most stressful and yet entertaining... Like player to watch ever. That's
0: because... because you loved Joaquin Grant until he got on the field consistently. You love the idea of him, but once he's on the field and costing you, <laughs> just a guy
3: runs straight down the Trouble. middle. You're like, why is he here? <laughs> that sounds like a romantic you comedy. You love the idea of me. It's like how I, I do. I
1: get, it's like how I get excited for Andy Azamberry every season.
2: That is true. The idea of Andre Sisko is fucking great. The reality of it, when he's done like four blown coverages in a game and given up like, hey, you got one points, pick. Got one pick and absolutely killed someone.
1: He's got better range than Murray though. Can we just agree on that?
2: He's rapid. Yeah. He's an absolute.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't read the
0: game. Well.
2: It, it depends.
0: Like I, it probably evens out. Like Murug's Yeah,
2: because he's going to be caught out of position because of, like, a differentials, lot. Of those
3: like, if you've picks, got better range but you're yeah. completely out of position and
2: just and you don't know where <laughs> <Yeah>. you're going, <laughs> <the range too. laughs> you don't doesn't know, know you ba- yeah.
1: I'd back him with coaching. I'd back Cisco with coaching.
2: Well, I'm sure he'd appreciate that. I'm not sure many NFL scouts would agree with you quite so much in terms of him over Morrig, but I do agree with you that he's a super fun prospect. I would
3: back him more with the non-torn ACL,
2: though. True. That's a bold take. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. So let's chat about another very interesting safety. Jamal Johnson from Indiana.
1: Hell yeah. We are much higher than other people on this, and I love it.
2: Yeah, take it away, Stan. What do you like so much about Johnson?
1: He's smart. He can do it all. He can do a bit of everything. He's like a bit What are you doing though?
2: Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry, smart. mate. Don't worry about
1: it. <laughs> He's smart, he can do it all. He's got underrated speed. He understands the position of safety so well. And you can see that like so clearly in the Ohio State game, especially where he baits Justin Fields into throwing picks. He's got he can play in the box, he can play single high. Ooh. He's versatile, ready to go. I love him. I really, can he
0: really play like
3: in him.
0: the box? He oh, can play yeah. in the box. I'm not sure how much I'd trust him all game long in single high. I would, yeah, no. I, not all, not all game. It's not even much trust. that like I wouldn't want to take him away from the box that often. Fair I play. think if you get him in a two high system, it's probably get, where you can move him around a bit would probably be yeah. the best case of his him as
1: like a nickel. He-
2: you can, you, you can use him as a nickel, I think. Well, first, he did spend some time at corner, didn't he? So he's got that he's versatility. Got great versatility.
0: He's awesome against the run. But I just think it sort of limits him. If you take him away from that, take that responsibility out of his hands. I don't know if you've I got a Jamar weapon, Johnson, I don't know why you wouldn't utilise it that way. Yeah, Wait, are we?
3: <laughs> sorry, are we talking about Javon Holland? On the no, Jamal Johnson, Johnson,
1: Johnson. Indiana safety.
3: Okay, because I thought like he, he misses quite a lot of tackles, doesn't he? Johnson. Yeah.
1: John's a good
0: tackler.
3: Not really. He's
1: very good. and He's
0: a
3: good I, run I stopper. Think, yeah. He's mm. a fun
2: player. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's outstanding in run sport, but he's definitely more polished in that aspect than some of the other safeties there. That...
3: He missed Kevin. a quarter of his tackles last year. Mm. I didn't see that quarter. Miss 100% the shots you don't take, mate.
1: I don't think that's a good stat, to be honest with you, because quite a lot of missed tackles... So he
0: disagrees with it.
1: None. <laughs> right. You've got to hear me out here. Yeah, missed yeah. tackles as a, as a statistic... How do you measure a missed tackle? If you jump at someone, try you and make a tackle, and it. you miss. You <laughs> tried right. and you
2: failed. You're in that it's discussion. a fair point, though, because what if, if what if you're, you're recovering your someone else? So
1: if, if I miss, so there's a guy coming towards me, I'm like a linebacker, coming straight at me, I miss the tackle. Then someone who's trying to catch up makes a diving attempt at his legs and misses because it's like a last resort diving attempt. That goes on the record as a missed tackle. But In reality, it doesn't carry the same weight as if a guy's coming straight at, at you and you fail to wrap him up.
2: That's true. It doesn't take into doesn't, account the yeah. the situation. Exactly, the situational like, aspect of it,
1: especially as a safety, when that's quite often going to be the case, it's literally a diving tackle because someone else has messed up. So I wouldn't place too much weight on that at all. From what mm. I saw on film, he's a competent tackler.
2: I think, that yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, the only other sort of issues potentially with him, are, I don't think he's particularly fast. I, I don't think he jumped out. He's not out. massively
1: fast, but if he's playing in the box, I don't think that's a massive issue.
2: That's true. The other thing is you did get ejected for punching someone against Michigan. It's passion, mate. And it's Michigan. Just Just loves a shirt. Just loves a shirt. I was half expecting Stan to come out and be like, nah, he's trash. He's trash. Trash man. Just punched all my my mates.
1: Michigan football last year, I I didn't watch a lot of it because of how depressing it was. He'd have fucking punched him himself if
2: he had a chance. (laughs) (laughs) When grout. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I mean, where where do you, where do you see Johnson going then in terms of is he is he someone who's going to go in the first round or I is he going to be? Oh, I'd
1: right, take him in the second, yeah. but I think he'll fall to the third or fourth.
2: That that late, really? Yeah, I think I
3: haven't probably... seen his name
0: in a lot of mock drafts. I think he's good, but like I said, I don't think he's going to go that he's high. slept Lock on some mock
1: drafts. Don't rate him. But we are doing one that... next week.
0: <laughs> Come for the drop for the content. Stay for the wordplay. Unbelievable <laughs> stuff we've got. <laughs> Lib- Mid to late second or early third, I reckon. Yeah, I think that's sensible, to be fair. And to be fair, I think a lot of our analysis there is based on where we're predicting him to go. I like. I don't think he's a, that great. If you were taking him in the top 10, then it's probably... Yeah, that'd be a reach. But I think he's good for where he's going to go. Good,
2: good value. You never good know what the Raiders, Raiders are going to do if they really love his character. That <laughs> is very fucking <laughs> true, to be honest. Um, nice. Well, let's move on to another fairly highly rated safety in some people's opinion i i really like this guy let's talk about javon holland from oregon you guys were a bit unimpressed when i said that he's probably my favorite safety in this year's draft
0: i don't mind Mm. him i like him a hell of a lot more than i think stan does but let's get let stan and joe go first
2: go on stan tell me why i should hate this man
1: take him in the third round i'm just going to preface like the whole my whole little spiel by just saying that oh, I don't. You
2: know it's bad if he's prefacing it with would like, Take him in the third. He's round. an athlete, not a football player.
1: He's. I see him the same way I see Micah Parsons. I see a completely raw guy. who's great athleticism. Who's just stuck on the field because of the fact he's an athlete. Like his final season at Oregon, he was stuck in the nickel, like in a cover two system, where he would be essentially just playing a hook. He didn't really stand out on any plays as being a good tackler, being able being competent in man coverage there's nothing in his game where i thought wow javon holland does this really well and i would be interested like matt is there anything in this game that you think wow javon holland does that really well
2: i think there are a few things that yeah. actually stood out to me to be honest i think he has quite good anticipation in pass coverage i don't think he's outstanding in pass coverage but well, there you he, go I think
1: he... is
0: there anything he he's flashed... outstanding at i think he's a really good part in pass coverage and oh, he I like flashes that, yeah.
2: great anticipation and and, no, and sort of football smarts of being able to dissect plays, which will translate very, very well into the NFL. I really NFL, don't I
1: see that. I really don't see that at all.
2: The other thing is, I think, he, I think he was one of the safeties that stood out to me as being really reliable in the run game and in run support. He comes downhill and makes some big hits and he's not afraid to... To sort of navigate through blocks and work his way back to the man, which I think he comes
1: some... he comes downhill well because of his athleticism. But that's another thing. I don't. I, I think he's a football. Like he's an athlete, not a football player at this point. Worth a gamble in the third or late second, sure. But what about his versatility? He's
0: able to be in playing as over the slot as well as a like a traditional safety.
1: I don't think he's yeah. able to play in the slot personally. I don't think he can man cover. And you, if you can't do that in the slot, then why are you there?
0: I think or, he's in the slot or...
1: because he was probably. A
0: lot better in the slot than the next guy was compared to where they had at safeties, where they probably had a surplus of players at um, Oregon, yeah, which is why he the... moved there yeah. from slot from safety to slot in year from the... year two.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. He's being evaluated at safety, but he got moved from safety to nickel. And he...
0: yeah, but if he's a lot better than the next guy at nickel, than the other guy is down from him at safety. Would you not want more of your better players on the pitch than have? A guy on the bench is a little bit worse at safety and a lot worse there at the slot.
3: Yeah, imagine your your starting left tackle gets injured and your right tackle is way better at playing left tackle than just put, playing the substitute left tackle. It's the same thing. Yeah, that's not. No,
1: I don't. I they, I was looking forward to watching his film because I'd heard he was quite hyped up and he was this big. He was this athlete, and that's all I saw—an athlete rather than a football player. I don't. I don't like it. But you just said There's you love athletes. Event.
3: Only it's if they're at corner. Only it's, if they're, no, only it's a different position.
1: It's a completely different position. Safety's different to corner. Okay. Like you've got to be able to diagnose, dissect the game. Ta- you, tackling's much more of an important thing. You're you're the last line defence as well. And We didn't see him play safety in his final year at Oregon. And He couldn't play nickel particularly well either. I don't
2: think he was a mm. particularly bad nickel. I, I, thought he, I thought he was pretty competent at nickel. He, he looked good in coverage. Competent.
1: Take him in the third. Mm. Where would you guys take him?
2: Like, late second early first <laughs> yeah. I'm round, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not saying he's gonna set the world you on can't
1: fire, like him that much then if you're saying he's a third round guy
2: I just don't I just think it's the it's the same argument in terms of Travon Morrig Mo- 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 is he can start straight away I don't think Javon Holland can necessarily do that or if, if he can do that it would have to be the perfect sort of scheme and, and team fit to be honest but I think there's a lot of things that he does well in his game, as SLU said, in, in in coverage and the way he anticipates the ball and also the way that he's very much, you know, up for getting, getting involved in the run game and, and, and being an impact and being a hammer in the run game, I think translates very, very well to the NFL. And there'll be a lot of NFL defensive coordinators who will see that. And see that reliability as well as the versatility think and the room to grow. I think it's quite think it's telling, though, that obviously none of us can watch every game is played in that
0: how much no. watching different games can ch- shape your. I've watched a couple that's of games.
1: I watched him, I think, about like a month ago, and I watched two games of his, two or three, and it wasn't interesting it. at all.
2: Yeah, that's fair enough. It's why we have these discussions. Everyone has different yeah. opinions and everyone has different things it's... that they potentially look for yeah. in in, in He's boom or the safety bust He's
1: completely boom or bust. I could see a a world where he develops this football IQ and his fundamentals improve and he becomes, wow, he's an amazing like two-high guy and he becomes an amazing nickel. But that's not the guy he is right now. He's an athlete, completely raw, worth a gamble, but not worth a high pick.
3: Can I throw a wild card in here for a prospect? Please do.
1: Oh, prospect. Are we throwing a wild card? (laughs) I've got a few.
3: Elijah Molden. Yeah, it's better. my wild card, but he's a, he's a fantastic tackler. Yeah, he's I, I originally tackler. was looking at him as a nickel corner when we were looking at the corners, and quite a few people have kind of said that he should move to safety. Move to safety, but he, he would—he
1: like, reminds me of Buddha Baker.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and he kind of reminds me in a way of like the honey badger as well. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I'm not saying he's—he's he's gonna be like them, but he's got that sort of play style where he's—he's he's a very physical tackler.
1: There's a better honey badger comparison coming up in a second.
3: Okay, interesting.
0: Well, let him get his. Let Joe do his honey badger. I know that's why you can said do your second, honey badger. <laughs> Compared second.
3: to some of these other safeties that we're we're kind of ifing and aring about their um, their ability in, in the run game, I think Elijah Molden is is someone who can definitely pick up in that regard. And he he played a lot of well, he played the entire his college career as a nickel corner um and that translates very well to the safety position. So
1: Washington's just a weird system anyway. Yeah. Like you can they do weird stuff over Basically there. So yeah, anyway. I play him as a safety. Yeah. I'd 100% play him as a safety.
3: And also like he's too undersized to really play like on the outside as a corner anyway. So yeah. Mm. Yeah, he definitely yeah. fits that safety mold more. Molden is fun. I like Molden.
1: My honey badger comparison is TCU's other safety, Ardarius Washington. Darius
2: Good name. He's a, a fantastic name.
1: name. And earlier on, when I was talking about safeties having to have a complete disregard for their body in co- in terms of tackling, our Darius Washington has exactly that. I think he can play a bit of nickel slot underneath, like hook zone stuff like that. I think he's. I think he's a really, really great talent, and I'd take him above Morrig because he offers m- much more upside than Morrig.
2: I would love to if if you were like. You'd fit in so it like the Seahawks no. draft strategy. He just, just wants taking, Chris Sims to like him. Taking third, uh, third round
3: prospects know. in the first
0: round.
1: Well, Darius Washington, I think he's like the, th- probably like the third or fourth safety in this draft. Like There are, there are guys I'd take ahead of him, like um, Jamar Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I'd take him and Morrig in similar spaces because they're, they're different in terms of pr- them being prospects. Because Morrig, I think, is less of a prospect, whereas... Washington is very much a prospect. You like He's more of a gamble, I'll give you that. But he flies around the field, great tackler. Obviously, he's not going to play those deep middle zones that Murray does. Worth, I'd say worth a second round pick for sure. If
0: you want someone that's going to fly around the field and make awesome tackles, I mean, you've not mentioned who I think may be my favourite player in the draft. Hey. Not because he's the best talent in the draft, I think I've just fallen in love with him as a player. Who? Hey.
3: Does he play at Missouri? He does. Tyree Gillespie. I fucking I forgot, love him. To yeah. him.
1: forgot to mention him. I forgot to mention him. I just Take love the man. way he
0: absolutely flies to the football. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think he may get a bit exposed if you ask him to play like single high, all game long. you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't. <laughs> he's not. He's not the best in coverage. I just. He's just so fun. Uh, like to keep him that far away from the box would be a waste.
1: Is he the sort of guy you'd want playing as like um in cover one robber playing the robber zone?
0: Yeah, maybe he did play some single high in Missouri, but I think yeah, he's just so good in the run like game. Like a dime safety role, sort of thing.
2: Yeah, that... I quite liked him in single high, and I thought he actually did quite a good job of covering tight ends. He did a good, he did a good, as good as job well. against Pitts, to be fair. Mm. Mm. I love him. Yeah. if I,
3: if,
0: uh, mate, if the Eagles managed to come out with him, I would I would buy the jersey the next day. Not even <laughs> really? kidding, I love him wow. that
1: much. Wow. Wait, it, wow, you've got this on record now. You've got to do it. I will do it if mm. we
0: if we draft him. I will absolutely buy a Tyree Gillespie jersey.
1: Wait until tra- wait until after training camp though, when they get their jerseys. Wait until the regular. Are you Are you
3: right. concerned by the lack of interceptions? The lack of interceptions is because he's he's not that great in coverage, to be honest. Like, but that's not what you're getting him for. He's he's a solid run support, box safety. What
1: pass breaks up onto onto Smith? I think another reason why you love him is because you were the one who found him first. Like, I'll give you complete Maybe. credit on this. the The first time I heard about Tyree Gillespie, like. I think I told you to watch Nick Bolton. I was in love with Nick Bolton. I didn't notice Gillespie. And then you were like, have you seen the t- the um, Mizu safety? So, fair play to you for finding him first.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that is part of it. But
1: oh he's, my your, God. he's your guy and that's cool. He's my he guy. Is fun. I don't even he's know so if he's fun.
0: necessarily going to be a success. He's probably not an every down kind of player. But no. boy. But
1: he's your guy.
3: I he's so. a lot yeah. of fun. What round do you Rams reckon he goes in?
1: Draft crush.
0: Maybe you'll probably throw. third or fourth. I reckon realistically probably he'll fourth. go in. Fourth. Yeah, Yeah. Probably, nice. yeah,
2: fourth would be... About where I expect him to go. Yeah, he's he is a lot of fun. He is a lot of fun for sure. Um, I mean the last the last safety that I've got written down here to mention is Richie Grant from UCF. I like Richie Grant. Um,
1: Richie Grant's class, another guy I'd take about Murug <laughs> <laughs>
2: This has become a vendetta, hasn't it? No, I don't uh, hate say Murug. the guys. You wouldn't take Hud Murug. <laughs> Literally,
1: no. Yeah, Murug's probably my fourth safety, fifth,
2: fourth, but, or fifth, seventh. But, yeah.
1: no fourth or fifth
2: 100 um but yeah richie grant's a lot of fun and 10 picks as well is is pretty impressive he certainly flashes as someone who can be a real playmaker especially in the past game for me he's got no
1: glaring weaknesses either
2: he's he's very well balanced yeah Mm, he's just solid isn't he yeah yeah super solid player uh i mean he struggled a little bit in goal line but i mean it's goal line is literally the hardest the hardest on uh especially for safeties and defensive backs it is a nightmare playing goal on defense. So that's not really too much of a blemish. Um, the only other thing that I put down as a negative is sometimes he sort of gets lost in the run game in terms of if he gets blocked and he cut, he's not very good at sort of swimming back to, to make a, a tackle to impact the play. But again, that's something that you will see a lot of these safeties and corners develop as they sort of become accustomed to the physicality that is required in the NFL. And, you know, keep growing as young men as well in terms of getting stronger and, and getting used to the tempo. Um, but yeah, I, re- I really liked Richard Grant and I like what he can do against tight ends as well. I think he really stood out as someone that can blanket a tight end and shut them down. Yeah,
3: yeah. he's really experienced as well. I think he, he's played a shit ton of snaps for, for UCF. Mm. And um, yeah, there was one play that kind of showed his experience. I can't even remember who was against now, but it's, he got completely... So yeah, it, it looked like the tight end was basically making a seam, and then he, he switched to an out route, and he was already had his back turn, but he had the awareness to kind of break on the ball, and yeah, I, I just saw that and I thought, hmm, he's pretty good. That's nice. Yeah, yeah that's like nice. that's awareness that you wouldn't normally see out of a, a college. Some of these college DBs. So yeah, I'm pretty high on him, and also like he's just so balanced in the in the run game as well. Uh, I know the yeah. the block thing is an issue but he he's
2: got no problem making tackles so no he's, he 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 looked like a sure tackler to me when I watched his film and I think um yeah I I I I really liked him I really liked him at, at high safety as well like playing playing that sort of bullhawk role I think he he looked really good in it and as you said I think he's actually better in that role yeah mm. definitely I think like his coverage and his the way that he adjusts to the ball and makes reads and He's athletic too Mm. And he plays in maturity as well. I think you see a, a lot, especially with younger safeties as well, in terms of biting on the first reads. Um, that sort of e- over eagerness sometimes to clue in on the first, the first movement from the QB's eyes or, or, or and whatnot. But I think Grant does quite a good job of staying sort of true to, to the to the triggers and not making too early Basically. a judgment. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, any, are there any other safeties that you think deserve a, a cheeky mention as well, boys? Before we before we close it off, I think we've mentioned about eight safeties, and there's probably only going to be about eight drafted. So <laughs> exactly, and I think of those eight, I think Stan, Stan will put Murray as eighth.
1: Oh, right, um, my fourth one. I'll, I'll get my I'll, we'll get our rankings out. Soon. This his fourth see. guy, but only if you take him in the sixth round. <laughs> no, I've always said I'll take him in the third. <laughs> if I have nice. to. If I have to. Nice.
2: Right, well, before we bully Stan too much about where, where he may or may not place Mo'Rig when it comes to the draft next week, that is all we have time for this week, guys. So thank you so much for downloading this episode of the Dropback podcast. Please do check out our website, thedropback.co.uk or .com and keep up to date with all of our news articles and new content on our socials which is at the drop back on facebook twitter and instagram thank you so much once again for listening i've been your host matt i've been sam i've been joe i've been stan we will catch you next week peace
1: the drop back with sam lewis matt burns peak joe costanzo and sam wilson
2: hubris is fun